Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Good morning, crypto. Does anyone know what the mistake is? Does anyone recognize this chart? Do you know what this chart is? It's the XRP chart. Okay? Just look at this XRP chart. 56 cents since January 2017. 56 cents. Basically, XRP holders are not participating in this bull market. Decided they're not. The XRP holders said, look, we're not participating in this bull market. And it's not only the XRP holders. I'll show you a couple of others that, uh, that, that are. Let me just reload this. Um, let me show you a couple of others. Litecoin. If you're holding Litecoin. What, 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 excuse me, if you are holding Litecoin, why are you still holding Litecoin? Can I ask you, can I ask you, can, can we be, can we talk? If you're holding XRP, can you tell me why you're still holding XRP? If Good morning, Warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from a top crypto research team in the world. And Mario, I wanted to start off today's show with that video because everybody is excited about Bitcoin. They're excited about Ethereum, but they're pessimistic about XRP. We may change their minds during today's episode. But first of all, how you feeling, my friend? And thank you for being here. Feeling good. Good morning, Abs. Good morning, everyone. Hope you're all doing amazing. Uh, it is definitely another exciting day here in the crypto market. But I do have a serious question for you, Abs. Why are you still holding XRP? Seriously, why are you still holding XRP? Listen, I guess I'm under a spell, according to Ran. But we got 246 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And Mario, on a more serious note, I agree with you. Their sentiment is extremely low. And let's start off the show by just going over the XRP price chart. Yesterday, we had some groundbreaking news when it came to Bitcoin. Bitcoin passed $57,000, like absolutely crushing the $55,000 zone and just blasting past that. But here's what's really interesting. The XRP price chart, everybody is overly negative, And I just don't understand it. We always move last in these cycles. We've never had a cycle where XRP moved first. Even in 2021, when we were sued by the SEC, Bitcoin had already broken its all-time high past that $20,000 mark and was up at the $30,000 range before XRP had that November breakout touching 70 cents. We're still sitting here and trading at 56 cents, Mario. And we are going to show our listeners this exciting video as well, where we talk about how this man, this is a German stock exchange expert where he was talking about his estimates for XRP, especially during this next bull run, and there's no chance that we're being left behind. But I just wanted you to address the price chart really briefly before we get into our serious content. We've got people calling out the XRP community, asking us, why do we even hold this token? Here's the reality. When we start talking about utility, when we start implementing tokenization, we have smart contracts. This is going to be the prominent blockchain and the partnerships speak for themselves, Mario. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts. Do you think XRP is going to be left behind like Rand? Or are we on the precipice of something huge like this volatility we experienced back in 2021? Yeah, I don't I don't think we're going to be left behind this time. Um, I, I also don't think that XRP should be put in the same bucket as Litecoin. Like Litecoin, how many news and developments do we hear come out from the Litecoin community or the Litecoin project? Like barely any. XRP has got a ton of stuff going on, you know, between what Ripple is doing and also what the community of developers are building and, and all the things that are coming to the XRPL. In 2020 and 2021, in that bull run, we had a different precedent. We had a lawsuit which, you know, caused massive liquidation in 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 the XRP uh, asset. Which, you know, if we look at it, we saw XRP go from 17 cents to a dollar 80 or a dollar 90. So that was that was a pretty good bull run had you been able to catch that bottom. So the reason why XRP is sitting at 56 cents today, as well as you know, it, many years ago was because we had that event, that liquidation event, which literally we saw billions of dollars flood out of the uh, of XRP asset class. So, yeah, that's why I think it's different. I don't think it should be in the same bucket as Litecoin, but I do understand and I do see the kind of the sentiment and the perspective. And you just have to look at it from a different lens, from a different set of, you know, we, we are seeing a lot of a lot of developments when we are, in my opinion, going to see 
positive price action once the time does come. Here's something else that people are are failing to understand, Mario, is that even right now we talk about XRP's like quote unquote poor performance. Look at the total market cap of this project. It's $30 billion. XRP in comparison to Ethereum, it's less than 10% of the total market cap. That tells me there's a ton of opportunity for this project, regardless of how big it looks. And let's just quickly cover these price charts as well. We had Bitcoin blow past the $54,000 mark, touching $57,000 this morning, 57400 to be exact. And what's really interesting about this, Mario, is we're crushing pivotal ranges. Like, look at where we're trading right now. There's almost no liquidity above $58,000. And a really interesting stat I heard this morning is that currently 95% of Bitcoin investors are sitting in the profit. We're only in February of 2024. I think two things are taking place, and I'd really like to hear your opinion before we get into some articles. I think that one of two things is happening right now. The bull run is happening before our eyes. We are in the bull run, and we're not announcing it yet because things are yet to break all-time high, but it's happening faster than ever before, meaning we could go into a bear market or we could start trading sideways faster than we ever had before, maybe early to mid-2025. Second prediction is this. Maybe the market's just changing before our eyes. Companies like BlackRock, I just read an article where they've accumulated over $7 billion worth of Bitcoin just at BlackRock in the last 35 days. Wait until we're six months, even a year out, and these companies own $100, $200 billion worth of crypto on their balance sheets. Maybe this is just the new game, and we're going to see Bitcoin go all the way to $100,000, maybe even $120,000 before there's any significant retrace. What are you seeing as a, as a long-term crypto investor? You were here for two cycles. I want to keep reminding people of that. Mario was here in 2017 and 2021. So it's it's good to get your analysis of 2024 as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, as far as the cycles that I've experienced in 2017, I came very late, very like right at the end. So I experienced like the last 45 days of the bull run before we had, you know, a massive capitulation. But then in the last cycle, 2020, I got in late 2020. So I missed kind of what we've been experiencing over the past like six, seven months in the crypto market. So this is the first time that I'm experiencing a full cycle, I guess you could say. Now, the thing that I have been keeping an eye on is the fact that we we are not supposed to be this high in price compared to the previous cycles. Like we are seeing a slight decoupling from that from that specific, um, you know, if we were to compare to the previous cycles, like we are approaching all time highs. And if we continue at this rate, there's a chance we could surpass all time highs before the halving. And that's going to be unprecedented. Now, I do understand the fact that we have different circumstances. We have institutions that are here to a level they've never been before. We have exposure to Bitcoin to a level that we've never had before. Uh, we have clarity around Bitcoin to a level that we've never had before. The ETFs have added a massive amount of investor confidence, in my opinion. And I think that that alone could be a catalyst for, for us to see something different. Now, the thing that I also keep in the back of my mind is that when we have very fast, very like sudden moves to the upside, there typically comes a very aggressive correction because traders are going to be traders and smart money is going to be smart money and smart money wants to take profit. Smart money knows how to manipulate and navigate the market. So I am starting to feel very uh, cautious at these levels. I think I, for me personally, I'm just feeling this this spidey sense of of a potential correction coming here soon. Again, I I could be wrong, and uh, if we if I'm wrong and we continue going to the upside, I would also be cautious because again, it's unprecedented. We're going to go into kind of uncharted territory as far as like being able to look at previous cycles and know exactly where we're going to go, when we're going to go. Even though obviously a crystal ball doesn't exist and it's hard to determine, but we've been relying on the previous cycles as kind of this map, I guess you could say, or, you know, this guidance. So I feel like, you know, it's starting to look a little bit different and I'm intrigued to see what happens. Uh, I'm waiting for alts to really pop off. My exposure to Bitcoin is not a lot. So I'm waiting to see what happens with, with altcoins. I'm excited about that. Agree with you, Mario. And that's why I think it's so important to not get scared out of this market right now. What's typically, what's in completely normal is to see Bitcoin drive this market forward. Ethereum quickly follow behind it. Then the big altcoins like Chainlink, AVAX, you know, some of the mainstream Polygon, those tokens will move, then XRP will move. So people often are sitting there waiting for XRP, thinking, are we getting left behind? Then we have these moments of extreme volatility. But I just wanted to address this for a moment here. The road to all-time high for Bitcoin is very important because when XRP broke out in both 2021 and in 2017, and we had those dramatic returns, 
Bitcoin had already broken its all-time high. So if Bitcoin breaks its all-time high of about $69,000 sometime here in 2024, that's when I believe we're going to see a dramatic increase in not only the price of XRP, but the conversations around crypto through the mainstream media. We can get into some really exciting price targets as well when we zoom out here, Mario. It's it's interesting. When I, when I zoom out here, it seems very, it's not letting me zoom out, which is interesting. Sorry about that. When I'm looking at the price targets and I drew these Fibonacci's yesterday, we can see 150, 140,000. These are low estimates, moderate estimates for the Fibonacci's. If we're talking a minimum of 140,000, then even in Bitcoin alone, which is sitting at a trillion dollars in market cap, we're going to see a two and a half, three trillion dollar market cap for Bitcoin. That's insane if you think about that. What do you think that can mean for altcoins as we see Bitcoin pump? When do you believe some of the bigger altcoins will start to follow? Well, we're seeing we're seeing Ethereum kind of wake up a little bit. Ethereum has been has been making some moves recently, which uh, you know it was start it was looking like it was lagging behind compared to some other coins in the top ten like Solana. But we still have a lot. Like I, there's so much room for so many different projects. There's so many different projects that have so much fundamental utility that still haven't moved. Like Gala is one that I'm keeping an eye on. It's still hovering the three cents, uh, and it's a project that has a ton of partnerships, a ton of utility with all the games all the uh all the actual like the name the name known brands that it has working with them and not to mention music and movie that they're getting into but yeah i'm keeping an eye on that abs and honestly i know it goes against kind of what people want but it would be really healthy for the market for us to see like an aggressive 30 percent correction you know not only would that signal a great you know buying opportunity for the people that have been wanting to get into the market but it would it would also be super healthy for the charts because we've just been going parabolic and so like it, it's good to just cool off and and create a little bit more structure plus if we do do that then that's an indication that okay like the the cycle is still somewhat mimicking so we can still expect to see what we've seen in previous cycles because the way it is now it's going to be very difficult to navigate, but I think that there's tremendous potential across the altcoins as far as when that's going to happen. I mean, we see it pop off every time there's a decrease in the dominance. Every time Bitcoin decreases dominance, even just 2-3%, we see some altcoins popping off. Like, which ones are going to be next? Are we going to see some of that liquidity going to XRP next? We'll see. Mario, and think about this too. XRP is currently sitting at less than 1% dominance in this market. So, if we're in compare, if we're comparing it to Bitcoin or Ethereum, we're at all time low for a lot of these ranges. That's when you want to take advantage of these opportunities, not be more pessimistic than ever. If the sheeple are following, don't jump off the cliff, as Johnny Crypto would say, guys. But we got 476 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button and check out the Ethereum price chart before we get into our XRP content. This seems evident. We are going to hit the $3,300 mark if we're just looking at ranges. The last couple of ranges of volatility. $4,000, Mario. After $4,000, we really don't have much trading up in this $4,000 to $4,800 range. Many people who, who do this 24-7 Bitcoin maximalists, they're calling for a $10,000 Ethereum this cycle. And if I'm just looking at the Fibonacci's and how much liquidity is coming in, I think it's very likely we will see a five-digit Ethereum by the end of 2025. And let's just break down this article very briefly. Ethereum's demand is being driven by US investors, at least this data shows, that uh, Coinbase investors are driving in liquidity for Ethereum right now, Mario. And the reason I wanted to highlight this article is because I think it shows how important American investors are when it comes to driving crypto liquidity. People think Asian markets dominate when it comes to crypto like Ethereum and Bitcoin. Well, let's think about this as well. And I'm jumping around just a little bit here. But earlier this morning, I found this. BlackRock's accumulated $7 billion worth of crypto in the last 35 days. Think about what that means. If we just apply that to a 12-month model, they're going to have $100 billion worth of Bitcoin by the start of 2025. So this could be a reason that we're just seeing these dramatic pumps and zero pullbacks when it comes to Bitcoin. The real question is, when, do they, when does their mindset shift and they move that liquidity into altcoins as well? This will be a great indication. If we can see an Ethereum ETF passed sometime in mid-2024, even quarter three, quarter four of, of this year, Huge amounts of liquidity are going to flood into the crypto market. So um, I don't know if you want to address this. We can we can decide to move on because I got some great articles prepared. But do you have any thoughts on U.S. demand kind of driving Ethereum's price right now? Um, yeah, I think I look, I think it's um, possible. You know, I see that being a, a good proponent. I also think at the same time, like we're not even close to seeing 
retail flood in flood back into crypto. I shared some metrics with the Academy this morning. And in a nutshell, like it was just some metrics about YouTube views right now compared to over a chart compared to previous cycle. And we're extremely low. And even, even Google searches as well. That's another metric that's often used like for when people are searching up for like crypto related stuff. And another metric is Apple store. Like, during the last bull run, we saw some of these crypto exchange apps being in the top 10 of most downloaded. They're nowhere to be seen right now in the top 100. So like retail is still not focused in, in, in crypto right now. And we're seeing this massive price appreciation. We're at 2 point something trillion dollars today, maybe 2.1 and 2.9 was kind of the high on the last bull run. So we're getting there and we've seen we've seen just floods of money come back, come back into the crypto market. Once retail comes back, that's really going to be kind of our signal for, okay, things are starting to heat up. Now it's our time to get out. I know that we have the cycles, we have the time frame of the cycle, but I also think it's tremendously important to look at the retail activity. Once we get very high retail activity, a lot of meme coin talk, a lot of projects that just came up and now all of a sudden they're the next best thing. That's when you really need to start looking into uh decreasing your your exposure in the crypto market but yeah i think the coinbase is obviously one of the biggest when it comes to to crypto exchanges in the us and ethereum is that next asset that people look at after bitcoin so you know you have bitcoin ethereum is that kind of next one so i think that makes complete sense and even with the talks of an etf and the application from blackrock it makes sense for ethereum to kind of have that next spotlight I agree with you in a lot of ways, Mario, but I do think one thing is clear. XRP is being intentionally left out of a lot of these conversations. We've played the crypt from uh, Brad Garlinghouse and Larry Fink. When they were discussing the conversations they've had, they will not address an XRP ETF, which tells me there's probably something in the works. And before we move on, I think a lot of people want to update on the XRP price chart as well. Here's a pretty simple analysis of just where we are here, guys. We are trading in the absolute lowest trading range we could be, which tells me there's a lot of positivity and a lot of optimism when I'm looking at the price chart. The community sentiment is at an all-time low. The price chart telling me that we have all-time high capabilities coiled up for over 600 days, not only forming a bullish pennant, Mario, but also in the lowest trading range we could be in right now. There's a lot of reason to be optimistic when you're specifically looking at the price chart and not comparing it to other projects like Bitcoin and Ethereum. Last stat I'd like to break down because you've been here before, I've been here before. XRP always moves after Bitcoin and Ethereum. Do not be scared out of this market if Bitcoin is creating an all-time high and XRP is still trading below 64, 65 cents. We never give financial advice, but just uh, speaking from experience here, analyzing the crypto market by comparison is setting yourself up for failure. This, this market moves in waves of liquidity. First Bitcoin, then Ethereum. XRP will have its day, and, and the price chart tells us that in and of itself, Mario. Analyzing this from a price statistic standpoint, we have to break this 92-cent range. This is our last real trading range of liquidity here. We've also got that 68-cent level, which has been a solid level of resistance. If this price chart had five, six years of data, we would see that the 56-cent mark for XRP has been a solid level of resistance. If we are able to trade back above 62 cents, XRP could go parabolic. And we've got some really exciting content when it comes to new updates out of the German Stock Exchange. I'm sure many of our listeners have seen this video. But if you're enjoying this content right now, show us some love. Smash that like button. We got over 550 people in the building. And Mario, just to end it on a fun topic here. Yeah. Waters Above, when he came on the show, he predicted $1.20 in April. So when people are getting these, these parabolic targets for XRP, I think it's important to remember this. Our bear markets last much longer than they should or much longer than anticipated, but our bull markets are much more parabolic and they also happen in a short period of time. Wouldn't surprise me at all if we saw an explosion in XRP, maybe trading back up over a dollar. What's your estimate when you look at the next three to four months, especially with Ethereum and Bitcoin performing so well? Yeah, I think that looking at that chart, I can't help but to feel like extremely optimistic. And the reason for that is I remember 15 months ago, about a year and three months ago, when Bitcoin was was at the lows that we can now see were the lows, like 15,000, 16,000. I remember buying in at those prices and feeling extremely uncomfortable. You know, is it going to, everybody was talking about how it was going to go lower. We're going to go to 10, we're going to go to eight, you know, we're going to correct another 50% from here. So buying at those times and the sentiment that I felt is kind of the sentiment that I feel around XRP right now in, in, you know, not for me personally, but the sentiment that I am receiving from, from the community. And looking at the chart, 
we're at the bottoms. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? We have a classification of XRP not being a security, right? We have SEC versus Ripple, which is looking to come to a conclusion in April. The worst case scenario that I see, and I'm, I'm no lawyer, but from what I've been hearing is that, you know, if we come to a settlement, Ripple wants to win it. We know they want to win it. And things are looking like they could win. But what's the worst case scenario? They come to a settlement, slap on the wrist, they have to pay a fine, and they know what not to do going forward, and they continue business as usual, and they can afford to pay that fine. XRP is not going to cease to exist. The XRPL is not going to die and go to zero, right? We know that. So I, I look at this as opportunity. Now, if we go through this entire cycle and Bitcoin goes to all-time highs, Ethereum and majority of the rest of the altcoins go to all-time highs, and XRP still experiences this you know, stagnation of price, then I'll have a different opinion, 100%. And then I will have to make a decision on whether to continue holding what I hold in XRP. But for the time being, I'm seeing a tremendous opportunity as. Absolutely, Mario. And we got 571 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're going to break down this exciting update out of Germany this morning. And really quick, we're, we're talking about the price charts. I just don't want to move on until we give the people what they want, Mario. When people break out, I mean, when XRP breaks out, it's always at the end of a bull run. So why do you think XRP community members are specifically so frustrated this time around? I remember in 2020, specifically, I was in this community before the lawsuit. Everybody was optimistic, whether even after the lawsuit was filed, we went from 20 cents to 70 cents back to 17 cents. Look at guys like DAI leaders in this community. Everybody was more optimistic than ever. Coach JV was doubling down on his investment. We're not seeing that same type of energy, that same type of optimism to buy the token right now. What do you think's changed between now and then? Is it the fact that we got the ruling and we're not at 589? Is it the fact that people aren't willing to use XRP yet? Like, what is it from your perspective before we move on? Um, I think that, you know, a little bit could come from the fact that XRP's price action didn't go to a what people expected after the the ruling, right? When we got that that ruling in July, I think people were expecting for the price of XRP to do significantly better, and it hasn't done so. And especially since we've started to see the crypto market behave very positively with crypto uh, Bitcoin going up, and then you know, I think the Solana has been a very tough blow for XRP as far as price action because Solana's. And I'm, I'm not talking about, about Solana. I think Solana's got tremendous potential. But Solana's had this track record of, you know, having downtime and whatnot. And so once Solana's price started exploding, I think that that kind of made XRP investors feel very frustrated from a perspective of like missing out on gains and being so patient with an asset that now is technically the only one with clarity in the United States as far as not being a security. So I think it's a combination of, of those things, Abs. And I think obviously some people... They they lose sight of, you know, when is XRP, when does XRP typically move? As you've stated, you know, it typically moves last, right? We we shouldn't be expecting XRP to move first before Ethereum because it doesn't or it hasn't in the past. Now, I think that that's where the frustration of people comes from. And again, you know, just to reiterate what I said just before, until until we get to the end of this bull run or whenever, you know, the cycle, this cycle of bull, bullish cycle decides to finish, if XRP still hasn't, you know, moved and made significant improvements in price, then I think it's relevant to make a decision. But I totally understand that, you know, as an investor, you're seeing all of these other cryptos and you're seeing your friends talk about how they're making X amount of money in Solana and all these other different coins. And you're there in XRP, you know, in expectations of a price. And I think the time will come, you know, whether it's going to be the super high 10 to $15, like everybody talks about, or even the $5. We saw that XRP in the last run, despite the lawsuit, still went from $0.17 cents to $1.90. That's tremendous gains. And so we just have to kind of see how it goes this time. And I don't think it's going to miss out unless something black swanish happens. I agree with you, Mario. And even if something black swanish does happen, maybe XRP is the solution here, guys. But let's get into the content that we had prepared as Germany is now announcing or a German stock exchange official is now announcing his optimism for not only Ripple, but XRP, the digital asset, giving a prediction of about three to five dollars during this bull run and potentially double digits if their use cases are implemented. This is a German translation, but bear with me here. It's only 30 seconds and we'll break it down right after. Here we go. Und es wird die Frage sein, wie groß ist der Druck auf die Zentralbanken, 
äh, CDBCs zu implementieren. Der zeitliche Druck, so schnell wie möglich etwas zu tun gegen diesen drohenden Kollaps. Und äh, da wird man natürlich auf das zurückgreifen, was da ist. Ripple ist da mit seinem Angebot. Und wenn die Zeit für Ripple spielt, dann kann äh, Ripple durchaus die World Reserve Bridge Currency werden. So what did he say in this clip, Mario? And I'll just leave it on the screen playing here. It does have subtitles if anybody wants to look at the screen. What he's stating is that we are on the precipice of a massive shift for banks. And he said that when banks begin implementing central bank digital currencies, even at a small scale, Ripple has the technology there for them to flood into. And he does think XRP is going to benefit from that. This is a six-minute clip on digital asset investors count. I don't want to play six minutes of German on this show. Not many of our listeners not only understand German, but... Um, I just wanted to point out that in that longer clip, he talks about how the use case for XRP is a bridge asset between banks and fiat currencies. It does the exact same thing for the central bank currencies that Ripple is building an economy for. And XRP is built to be the liquidity for Ripple's central bank digital currency economy. Really, really exciting when you think about what we're witnessing right now, because if, if XRP is the liquidity, Mario, think about this. If XRP finds itself in a situation where we're sitting as the liquidity hub between currencies and between central banks, we could see trillions of dollars flood in. And that's what he talks about throughout the long form video is that if we had a liquidity hub, whether it was Ripple, Algorand, Hedera, it doesn't matter. But we're using Ripple as an example because he said they're the ones set to capitalize off of this. If Ripple is sitting in the middle of this, they're going to need trillions of dollars, not because they want to make investors rich, but because it enhances the system and control that they have. Instant payments and analyzing and saving data on a blockchain gives these banks way more capability. And Ripple provides all that in one location with XRP as the center stage when it comes to the liquidity hub. Really, really interesting. You give me your thoughts and then we'll continue. Yeah, again, it's another confirmation about like what Ripple is creating using the XRPL. Like the for for the longest time and since 2017, I remember it was Ripple and, and XRP was known as this kind of like banker's coin, right? And it was the it was the project that was seen as the you know the Bitcoin the the people that were pro Bitcoin movement as far as decentralization they looked at XRP as the opposite. But through the history now now we fast forward a few years we've actually seen that Bitcoin has been taken into centralization, right? Because now we've got ETFs and now it's primarily moved by institutions and institutional demand. So everything that Ripple has been building over the, the, the last few years and even the course of the last few months, like we've seen Ripple make some moves uh, as to acquiring Medico for, for the custody. And now with that, with that company, uh, forget what they're called from, from New York that has the money, those many transmitter licenses, like, Those things are, are are huge, and they're an indication of the direction to where Ripple is going. And they are tackling this market. They definitely have a great position. They have great partnerships. The people involved, as we keep outlining in the show, there's always these crazy connections, you know, with with great leaders around the world and and where they've been in the past. So I have no doubt that Ripple is setting themselves up to be kind of like an Amazon type company of blockchain, right? They're 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 spreading their tentacles in the directions that they need to go and I see this as being a positive thing. It's not giving people a reaction in the price positively right now, but you know, we've got all these pilot programs and tests that that are being done around the world with many different countries to utilize the XRPL through Ripple's Ripple's uh, technology. So I think that these are just confirmations about where Ripple as a company is going and what they're creating. And the okay. United States, I think over the past couple of months, we've had an indication that we could have some massive stuff coming out of the United States soon, especially with this new acquisition that they've made. I think that this is an indication, a positive indication that they're not planning to necessarily leave the United States as they were considering a couple of years ago. Completely agree with you, Mario. And we got 602 live listeners here. Show us some love, smash that like button and throw some Johnny Cryptos in the chat if you feel like it, my guys. Hopefully he's watching out there. But here's something really interesting. Also, we got Brad Kimes coming on the show. Many people may want to know that. Brad Kimes is coming on GMC tomorrow. So that's going to be a very exciting episode. But when we talk about Ripple and the cross-chain bridge currency narrative, there's an entirely separate narrative that's going to benefit XRP holders, Mario. That is tokenization of real-world assets. And just this morning... 
Ripple XRP taps Alexer for real-world assets and cross-chain communication. The Ripple partnership between, sorry, the partnership between Ripple and Alexer is part of a strategic move to tokenize real-world assets. So let's get into the details. There's a really good quote from David Schwartz in this article as well. Ripple is partnering with the Alexer Foundation to add interoperability to the XRPL blockchain, targeting the next stage of growth for tokenization of real-world assets. The partnership will enable developers to use Alexer's general messaging, passing a GMP to execute calls on smart contracts residing on over 55 blockchains. This will facilitate the cross-chain development of decentralized applications on the XRPL. So think about that, Mario. 55 new blockchains can connect smart contracts to the XRPL through this third-party company. Real-world asset tokenization will be a driving force of blockchain economy with real estate, commodities, treasuries, and bonds being leading use cases, said David Schwartz. David foresees traditional lending platforms increasing their use of tokenized assets for collateral loans. And the XRP's daily level, uh, daily active account volume has grown 8% in 2023, and I'm sure we're going to see that grow much more in 2024. Now, here's an interesting connection as well, Mario. Algorand is connected to this Canadian company. Alexer is a Canadian-based startup offering an overlay of communication between blockchains and allowing networks to share data without intermediaries or centralized parties. The company was founded in 2020 with the inaugural team members of Algorand and Massachusetts Institute of Technology graduates, a.k.a. former Gary Gensler students. Now, I'm only making a joke, but possibly here. Alexer's integration will help broaden blockchain adoption by facilitating real-world assets, specifically on the XRPL, said David Schwartz. Tokenization is the process of converting the rights of an asset into a digital token on a blockchain. And these blockchains can represent real world assets like real estate, art, shares in a company, making them easier to buy, trade, and sell. Citibank even predicts this market could be four to five trillion dollars alone by 2030, Mario, which is almost, you know, five years away. It's not that far if you really think about it. What do you take away from Ripple not only expanding their use cases for cross-chain operability, but now they've partnered with a company in Canada enabling blockchains to communicate through the XRPL with smart contracts. And this is what caught my attention. The members of this organization come from Algorand and MIT. So really, really interesting. You give me your thoughts. We'll continue. Yes, that's a huge connection. I think that the tokenization of assets is possibly going to be one of the next big trends. And it could be actually one of the biggest trends to hit the crypto market. I mean, I did a quick search right now. And apparently there's $610 trillion globally in real assets right now. So just imagine imagine a small fraction of that, you know, coming into the crypto market. I think that those $5 trillion, those four to five trillion by 2030, I think that it could be way more than that, depending on the speed of adoption that we get, obviously. But I think it could be very uh, well bigger than that, especially since we have a couple of things happening. We have the Bitcoin ETF, which is you know, it's only growing and 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 it's it's brought in a lot of liquidity to to the Bitcoin asset class. As more of these ETFs start to roll out, and if we get that along with tokenization, and now all of a sudden we have the ability to you know trade digital digital assets uh, or digital representations of, of 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 assets, tokenized assets, that's going to be massive. That's going to bring bring in a lot of more liquidity, and I definitely think that. The right way to go about it is by having this interoperability, by having the, an ability for all these different blockchains, because we have blockchains that are more focused on one thing, others that are more focused on a different thing, but they all need to communicate with each other. It's kind of, imagine you had to disconnect your internet every time you wanted to switch between going on YouTube and going on Facebook. Like it wouldn't make sense. So the same way that the internet has evolved to become this one unified protocol and you just put the www domain and you get to where you want to go i believe the blockchain has to get to that point too it has to become as kind of this unified ecosystem and everything is going to have a way of communicating and i think that that's going to be key for the future of blockchain because i do see it as the ultimate evolution of, of the internet and think about this mario if we're going to transfer value like the way information moves on the internet today there can't be centralized entities that are annexed from the internet that's not how it exists so we're going to see this thing rapidly evolve, and I just want to close it out with a, with a quote from David Schwartz. He believes we could see tokenized assets on the XRPL by the end of 2024, because this quote is from last summer. Here we go. That's one of the many reasons why the equity ledger is going to be a good place to launch tokenized real world assets. I think we'll see that in the next year, year and a half. I'm hoping that we're going to see, as real world asset tokenization projects grow, I think the XRP ledger is going to be a really good platform for them to launch on. Uh, you 
particularly because of the low fees and because of the integration with the DEX, with the proximity to sort of the movement of funds. The ability, you know, if someone's going to buy, what do you want to do with a real world tokenized asset? You want to buy it, you want to sell it, you want to hold it, you want to transfer it. And if you want to buy it and sell it, you want to be able to do that with whatever asset is convenient for you. You don't want to tie, if you tokenize some sort of debt, like you don't want to tie it to US dollars because then that limits access to it. people who have sort of proximity to US dollars. One of the things the XL Pre-Ledger is good for is giving you sort of proximity to many different assets and that exchange is seamlessly built in. So I think that's going to make, that's one of the many reasons why the XL Pre-Ledger is going to be a good place to launch tokenized real world assets. I think we'll see that in the next year, year and a half. So obviously when we see tokenized assets be implemented in the XRPL, Mario, that means value is now going to be staked within the blockchain with digital asset rights involved. Another absolute game changer when it comes to XRP. We don't talk about these things enough. We're so focused on these short-term contracts and are they implementing the, uh, the AMM? Are they implementing the hooks? These types of things are what will drive price for the XRP community tokenized assets should be our number one focus over these next 12 months. Before we move on, why don't you just close out? What do you think of David's statement? Yeah, I agree. I am 100% with him. Like I think it was about a month ago, Larry Fink said that tokenized assets was this next thing to look for. So, you know, whether it's going to happen in this short term, as far as like this cycle, is is that going to be kind of the, the hype of this bull run going into 2025? I don't know. Uh, I think that there's still a few things I need to take place like i feel like blockchains are still very disconnected blockchains are still very under development um and so i think that there's probably still another cycle another five years to go of development just so we can get to that phase but i think the fact that this is starting to, to become the talk of of these you know main guys whether it's you know david schwartz as being the the main developer there for for xrpl and 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 with ripple or you know people like larry fink you know, they're, they're giving us hints as to what's going to come in the future. And I have no doubt that the future is digital. I mean, anybody that thinks the future is not digital is obviously not paying attention. The future is 100% digital. Money is going to be 100% digital. The way we exchange anything is going to be 100% digital. But there's obviously going to be a process. And it's going to be slow and methodical in some in some circumstances because some things have systems that you just can't upgrade overnight. They have to go through a process and it's slow and it's methodical as coach JV always says. And I do want to reiterate, it's a hundred percent going to be digital. And I see tokenized assets eventually being, being, you know, digital. I, I see it as obviously being, being blockchain because blockchain is the closest thing we have to making that possible. So, but it's definitely going to happen, but I, I don't think it's going to be in this, in this cycle yet. Abs. I think there's still a lot of development and blockchains need to be more connected. There needs to be more interoperability. And I think that these EVM and side chains and stuff is a step in that direction. And I think we, we could probably see it by like 20, 2030. I agree with you, Mario. I think that tokenized assets are going to come into effect starting in this cycle. We're definitely like Chainlink is already tokenizing real estate on link, but I do think what's, what's more important is when will it start affecting the crypto market. And I think that might come in late into the cycle. We know right now the crypto is just narrative driven. If we see narratives where it's like, oh, Chainlink is now tokenizing $100 million worth of real estate. It's a great headline. It's a great round number that could drive price in and of itself. So it really is for 2024 going into 2025. We are not in a utility cycle yet. So I do agree with you when it comes to that. Here's something that could happen in the next 12 months. And I'm excited to break this down for our listeners. Brad Garlinghouse said he would certainly welcome an XRP ETF. And this was in reference to the Larry Fink comments he made on Bloomberg, I believe it was. So Brad Garlinghouse said in an interview with Bloomberg that the company would welcome an exchange-traded fund based on the XRP token. The CEO highlighted that they would certainly welcome it. And the, ex the executive also said that it's inevitable there will be multiple ETFs around different tokens. Garlinghouse also predicted that the space would see ETFs around baskets in which executives believe will diversify the risks for investors. So Mario... Here's something interesting. We're on the precipice of seeing baskets of altcoin ETFs, but XRP, the only digital asset that has legal clarity in the US, doesn't have a product. So what does it tell me? That there's an inevitable process taking place. Maybe it will be Ethereum. Maybe XRP will actually beat Ethereum. Who knows? When it comes to these Ethereum XRP ETF products, there's only two currencies that are really in the conversation. That would be those two. Solana, Chainlink. I don't see any of the AVAX. I don't see any of these other communities pushing for an XR, for not for an XRP, for an ETF product in the United States. But Garlinghouse says that they don't have to. 
companies like Grayscale are going to launch baskets that consist of 10 to 12 altcoins and offer them to their clients. That's going to give a lot of these currencies exposure without actually having to go through the courts. So what do you think about that? We'll shift it into an XRP ETF discussion. What's What about the inevitability for XRP here, considering other altcoin baskets are on the way? Yeah, I mean, obviously everything points to us having an XRP ETF. I mean, the clarity is there now. Um, I don't see why we wouldn't have one. If we don't, then it's only going to expose you know, more of kind of what the agenda is and and how maybe Ethereum is continuing to be the chosen one, right? As far as like an altcoin and as far as like the, a platform as we've seen over the years. But XRP is, in my opinion, lined up to be the next ETF. Now, a basket of, of, of different cryptos, I definitely see that happening. Grayscale had, you know, in some of those funds, they already had that principle. And I can see them converting that into an ETF at some point. And I also see Kathy Wood with ARK Invest. I also do see them, you know, being positive proponents for a basket of, uh, of different cryptos as an ETF. So I do see those things happening. I just think they're going to be a little bit more slow and methodical, um, maybe a little bit quicker than we've than this Bitcoin ETF took, just because, you know, it, we already have kind of a, a track record of, of, of the Bitcoin ETF. And now we've got BlackRock, the, the big giant, you know, that's pushing for for these products to go through so it may be a little faster but i still think you know we're probably still about a year away uh from getting an ethereum etf or maybe like towards the end of the year for an ethereum and then all depending on whether they start an application for an xrp etf i wouldn't expect anything until a year after that so that's just kind of how i see it just based on the timeline of the bitcoin etf like they started talking about bitcoin etfs like two, three years ago. I remember 2021, the speculation was that a Bitcoin ETF approval was going to be the top of that bull run. And, you know, things dragged on and only January 2024 did we get an actual approval of multiple Bitcoin ETFs. But uh, it could be different because BlackRock is here, but I don't think it's going to be as quick as people anticipate. Mario, and I do think something else that's important to address right now for the XRP community is there's an, there are rumors of a new lawsuit on the horizon when it comes to Ripple but I guess this is not accurate. So we're going to break this article down. We got 631 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button, especially if you're enjoying this program. Ripple is set to face a new class action lawsuit alleging violations of federal and California securities laws by offering and selling XRP without registration. Now I'm going to save our listeners. I will read this one paragraph and I'll save you some time here. This is a old article that's being regurgitated. This lawsuit was actually filed before the SEC lawsuit but new details are emerging, and now I don't know what's going on. If this is what they call fake news, maybe it's just an accident. They're regurgitating, regurgitating it as new content, even though it's not. So that's kind of the misconception going on. According to a recent notice, the lawsuit has been filed in the Northern District of California, alleging the San Francisco-based company and its CEO, Bradley Garlinghouse, which, first of all, I've never heard Brad Garlinghouse called Bradley. Is that even his full name, Mario? Along with its subsidiary, XRPII, LLC, have violated federal and California securities laws by offering and selling the digital asset XRP without proper registration. So long story short, regurgitated article. I wouldn't fall for the FUD. This is going to play out in uh, in California. It's a state lawsuit. I'm not the one to speak about this, Mario, but why don't you just give me some thoughts here? Are you, like, Is this even important to you? I'm sure you read this before. Well, I know it doesn't. I mean, if, if it's just old news that's being brought up to the surface, then I, unless there's any developments there and, you know, unless it's seriously in court, then I don't think it's anything to be, uh, flooded by. Obviously we've got, we've got the SEC versus Ripple. And I, and I think that that's kind of the most important part of, of the kind of like what's happening around Ripple and XRP. We need to see that come to some sort of, some form of conclusion. Cause I believe it's creating this lingering, you know, FUD in, in the, in the space. And I, I do, I do actually think that if April comes around and we don't have anything out of the ordinary, like the, the SEC filing for an appeal or extension, I don't understand law enough to, to, to use the exact terms, but as long as there's no delay in what's in what the timeline is giving us, right. Which is this April timeframe for, for the deadline, then I think that that's going to be extremely positive. And I think at that point, and even potentially leading up to it, we're going to start to see positive momentum for XRP. Because 
subconsciously in people's minds is going to be, oh, XRP is now clear. XRP is a good asset. XRP is good. And so like it's going to spread this positive narrative around XRP and people's sentiment can change like this. And obviously with positive positivity being around crypto and Bitcoin potentially being uh, close to all time highs and it's the having and everybody already knows that having triggers a bull run. And so I think that that a combination of all those things can bring around positive positivity around XRP and, and cause the price to spike up. And think about this, Mario, when Bitcoin broke its all time high on December 14th of 2020, this is what's really important to know is that like we are in a situation where I feel like we're at this range in 2024. I feel like we're almost 12 months ahead when it comes to previous cycles. Bitcoin broke its all time high and look at the price chart. Look at the way it's formulated. When we witnessed what we saw earlier this week going from you know, 48 to 50 to 52 to 55 to 57, all within about 72 hours, we need to address this. People often say the larger the run, the higher the fall, the, or what is it? The larger the pump, the longer the dump is what they say. Is that what we're seeing with Bitcoin? Or do you believe because companies are accumulating it, keeping it on their balance sheets, that that's going to hold this market up for several years? What's your opinion? That's that's what I'm looking out for, to be honest, Abs. That's the, exactly my concern is the fact that we are breaking these structures much earlier in 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 kind of the cycle. And as you just show, like we're we're still, you know, three months, two months away from from the having, and we're already at levels where we should be like four or five months after the having. So I think that it's something to be cautious about. Again. If we see a 30% correction, that would be something that I would be happy with because I know it's just creating structure. And the more we keep pumping from here, again, like it's difficult to really say what's going to happen because now we have kind of this unprecedented event, which is ETFs and institutional money. So can this be the marker of it being different? Can this actually be a positive thing? Can this just be like, we're going to go up because this time is different because now we have... Um, more sound money coming into into the crypto space. It's going to be less volatile. Of course, we're we're seeing a price appreciation. It's going to become less volatile over time, and we're just going to create a better cushion, uh, you know, on the falls. But um, I think obviously time will tell. We'll see what happens. But it's something that I'm being cautious for and just keeping an eye on for the sake of my investments. Think about this too, Mario. We're going to go through just three stats right here. Cardano did a 24x after Bitcoin broke its all time high. We had XLM do a 7x. And we still had XRP doing 11x after Bitcoin created its all-time high. So regardless of what happens over the next two to four months leading into the Bitcoin halving, and then obviously with the Ethereum ETF narrative here, prices are going to explode. And I think altcoins like Cardano, XRP, XLM are positioned to do very similar moves. Could XRP, this is a question we have to ask ourselves here, can XRP reach $300 billion in market cap? That's the question all of us need to answer, because if you believe it can, you believe that we can get to $5 XRP. I believe we can. I believe that if we look at similar gains, we're going to see massive amounts of liquidity. We could see tokenized assets, uh, ETF in the US. There can be all these positive narratives of resolution of the lawsuit. That could push $300 billion into this market, specifically for XRP. That doesn't even include the liquidity hub narrative, Mario. But the thing that I'm using and the reason that I'm talking about this is funny. This person said abs is a Cardano guy. D guys, do not fall for Johnny Crypto's fake news. I am not a Cardano guy. But um, that's a joke for Johnny Crypto out there. But Mario, the last thing I wanted to point out about XRP and the potential is that when it comes to explosive price runs, no asset does it like XRP. Ethereum is currently $380 billion in market cap. XRP is less than 30. I think it's very realistic that this token will be at least 50% of Ethereum's value at during this bull run. So I think we're going to get at least to $150 billion in value when these liquidity waves start flooding through. What is your opinion there? Do you think we're going to see something like we've seen in the past or is this a different game because big big investors are here? No, I, I, I think what you're saying is realistic. Um, like if we just take into consideration how liquidity typically flows through the crypto market, I think it's conceivable to think and to see that XRP could be at $2.50, right? And that it could reach the $2 range. Now, where it goes beyond that, I think that, you know, the narrative is going to have to come into play, especially because like every bull run, we see 
there's this like there's always these um very specific narratives like in the last bull run we had a lot of gaming a lot of these nodes and and that weren't actually nodes nodes as a service those were narratives that brought in a lot of liquidity to those specific projects so like i'm not saying that that's what what that 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 is good in an essence i mean it's good to make money it's very very risky you should only be you know putting in what you're willing to lose with xrp is a different it's a different thing so i think that what i'm trying to say is that if the narrative gets strong enough to the point where xrp is being widely spoken about and it's got a lot of positive news around it like in 2017 when the moneygram partnership happened and it caused the price to just go parabolic i think that that yes, could create this momentum of investors just flooding into this uh, and obviously mostly being retail, flooding into XRP and XRP su- surpassing what you're, what you're uh, saying for, for, for the next cycle, right? Where we could surpass those $5 if it was to do a, a, a 10X. Um, but yeah, I, that's kind of how I see things. Uh, I, am, I am staying a little bit more conservative as far as the targets for XRP. Um, but it would be nice, like I'm keeping a percentage of the back, so it would be nice to, to get those to those higher targets for sure. And we're seeing a few indicators that lead me to believe we're going into a bull market here, Mario, specifically when it comes to XRP. We're trading at the bottom of significant ranges. We've got tons of liquidity coming into the crypto market. And like Rand said at the beginning of the show, I forgot that we started the show with this clip. Rand started the whole show off by telling us that we're not participating in this bull run by owning XRP. Well, let's just look at the history and the data and see what we can learn here, Mario. His, 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 historical patterns show potential fireworks in the XRP price chart. In 2017, we saw a 700% surge, a brief correction, and then 60,000% gains in 12 months. In 2020, we saw 40% dip, then 1,000% rise. But during both bull markets, Bitcoin had passed its all-time high before XRP began its significant bull run. That's data. There's no opinions in that article right there, Mario. That is just data. And when we're looking at the price chart right now, you can see once again, we're reaching the bottom of this resistance using long-term data, 600 days of accumulation. So just to close us out, overly optimistic, overly pessimistic, where do you think the community is right now? What's your opinion? Well, the, uh, well, I think in it, so like the, the OGs of XRP, I think they're, they're optimistic. Right. The, those OG influencers that have been around for a long time and they've been positive voices around XRP at kind of like the worst time when when it got a lawsuit. I think those people are optimistic. I think the people that are pessimistic is and obviously those are more. And I think the the generalized uh, the generalized feeling right now is that it's it's of pessimism. And it, those are more of the people that got into XRP either because they heard from from some of these influencers and some of these uh, educators in the space that XRP, you know, had all this potential, all this liquidity, and it's just uh, all this opportunity. And it's just taking a long time for that to kind of take place. And I think that those are the people that, that are pessimistic. I think the people that have done their research that see what is happening, like all the different connections and partnerships that we keep talking about on the show that you were just talking about earlier, I think those people are seeing the opportunity. So they are optimistic, in my opinion. I agree with you, Mario, and I wanted to address the user poll before the end of the show as well, guys, but we got 644 live listeners joining us. Show us some love and smash that like button, and I don't know how many are on YouTube. I can only see the total chat, but we appreciate every single one of you, and this was the stat that we asked our listeners this morning. What is your peak price projection for XRP during 2024? Mario, you give me your live reaction to these stats because once again, we got some optimistic listeners out here. 47% of our listeners, and we got 528 votes on this, believe XRP is going to be above $5 in 2024. I am with you. I love that side of the community. We got the 20% that believe we're going to go between one and three, 17% believe three and five, and only 14% believe we will stay below a dollar. There are some pessimists in the room, guys. So that adds some validity here, I guess. But Mario, you give me your reaction, and then I got a cool article to close it out. Yeah, look, that above $5 would be amazing. Um, I guess it depends how fast this cycle moves, right? If we continue to see this quick movement from Bitcoin, then it could di- dictate kind of how fast liquidity froze, flows through the crypto market and how quickly XRP is going to capture some of that. I'm more along the lines of the one to three. I feel like the one to three is kind of going to be kind of the more realistic. Should we stay in the same in the same pace as the previous cycle. But 
that would put us into 2025 and 2025 would really be the year where we get like a massive explosion in XRP price if it follows previous cycles. Agree with you, Mario. And this is something we've been covering on the show just a little bit. Other opportunities that exist in the crypto market today, many low cap tokens have performed extremely well in 2024. And I just wanted to show our listeners a couple examples. We talk about the AI sector. It's only a $27 billion sector right now. And we know this market is driven off narratives. So I got five minutes left in the show. We're going to talk about the up 560 on YouTube. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Thank you, guys. I just wanted to point out many projects are pumping. What I'm going to do for these last five minutes, we're going to go through projects that are small, that are big, some really interesting things that catch my eye, but I'd love some help from the live chat. Throw some projects you want me to cover or want our listeners to hear about in the live chat, and maybe we'll address a few to end the show. Quant Networks is where I'd love to start because we did the AI sector yesterday, Mario. Quant Networks is a project that has underperformed in the last three or four months, but has so much opportunity when you're staring at this price chart. This project was launched back in 2021, I believe. We'll call it an ICO, and it launched at about $130, quickly skyrocketing to $420 during the bull run, then coming all the way back down to $44, so a classic altcoin retracement. Then during 2022, in the midst of a bear market, this project went from $40 to $225, so really, really interesting, and we've been trading sideways ever since. Why am I focusing on this price chart? Because I think we're on the precipice of massive volume and a huge breakout. Could be a really interesting project considering it is only $1.3 billion in market cap, 64th largest project, but it has some of the best leadership, best partnerships, working with the Digital Pound Foundation, led by Gilbert Verdian. Really, really interesting. So, Mario, I'd like to get some of your thoughts. Somebody's telling us, stop pushing Merlin. Guys, we created Merlin. That's what we got to do. That's our job. So Merlin is very helpful. Check it out. 30 days, absolutely free. It's on the link down below. If you're interested, go give it a look. But Mario, what are some projects that you find interesting today? Yeah, and we don't promote any other, you know, anything else in the show. So we, we, we've got to promote our products, especially if we believe in them. But yeah, definitely. Like, I think Quant is is definitely a project that hasn't really been keeping up with kind of the, some of the uh, movements that a lot of other cryptos have had. And I think that what we're seeing is like, we're seeing these, we're seeing these hypes happen. Like AI, AI has been a trend, like AI related projects have just been explosion. So that tells me that speculation, like massive, like speculation together with hype is still what's really driving the market because uh, Quant has tremendous potential. We know that XRP has tremendous potential. Stellar XLM. You know, a lot of these projects that we cover here haven't really had that much positive price appreciation compared to the other ones because they just simply don't have that hype together with the speculation that, that it has. On the opposite end, actually, people are feeling a little bit pessimistic because they've been underperforming. But it's just a matter of time. They may not explode as you chasing a pump, Right. But you run you run a, a, a much smaller risk of, of getting caught up in a dump. So <laughs> I think that, you know, as an investor, you need to have an allocation of money. And, and um, Andrew talks about this all the time. You need to have an allocation of money that goes into your safer investments. And obviously, I'm not talking about safer as being crypto. I'm talking outside of crypto. Then you need to have a percentage in crypto. And then even within crypto, you need to be able to see what is considered high risk, medium risk. And then low risk. And then in the low risk, that's what you, where you should be putting a majority of your capital. Again, I know that people are chasing kind of this quick buck overnight when it comes to crypto. And that's where we're seeing we're seeing the, the projects take off um, according in accordance to to the hype. And the hype has been around AI. Absolutely, Mario. And I just want to say we got 589 people here. Let's bring a little optimism to end the show. Check out the XDC price chart as well. Somebody asked me what we think of XDC. We got to get Quincy Jones back on the show because what they're doing with tokenized contracts for banks and financial firms around the world, it's much bigger than what we can see in the price chart. Now, clearly we're sitting on this resistance range right here at about four cents. We're testing the bottom of it. I don't see anything overly optimistic in the short term when I'm staring at this price chart. But what I would say is the project overall very exciting. The innovation is very exciting. And I do think there's a lot of real world utility when it comes to XDC. Um, Mario, we got like 30 to 60 seconds here. What's on your mind just to end the show? I want to say thank you to all of our listeners for being here. Special thank you to Mario. Just a reminder, go and check out Merlin 30 days, absolutely free. We love each and every single one of you guys. What's on your mind, Mario, to end the show? Yeah, I think that, you know, for people that have been here throughout this this bear market, you know, kudos to you. You stayed strong. Like, I remember what it was like 
buying some of these projects in the lows of of late uh, 2022. So kudos to you. We're finally starting to see the crypto market do what a lot of people thought it wasn't going to do again. Uh, we're seeing positive news. We're seeing positivity come back into the crypto market. Remember to take profits. I highly recommend you use Merlin. But if you don't decide to use Merlin, then you know create a strategy. Be methodical with it. Take profits when everyone is saying it's going to keep going higher because it doesn't go up forever. Love you guys. Love you, Mario. And we appreciate you guys. We got 588 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. To end the show, reminder, we got Brad Kimes, aka Digital Perspectives, joining us tomorrow. And Bitcoin is back above 57,000. We love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. And like we always say, Warriors, ah, get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining. Let's go.